Welcome to the Average Golf Society podcast. My name is Rob. And my name is Warren. And if you've never listened, this is a podcast for your average golfer. Yeah, uh, for golfers who, like us, um, we love and we hate the game. Yeah, the kind of golfer whose handicap can't be counted on two hands. The kind of golfer who thinks that playing 18 holes in less than 100 shots is a good score. The kind of golfer who needs a new ball on every hole. Each week, we're going to share our trials and tribulations on the on the course and the rounds that we've recently played. Yeah, and occasionally we'll offer uh, advice, funny stories and general discussions on things related to the beautiful game. Yeah, sounds good to me, mate. Good, so let's get cracking. Where yes, have you mate. played recently, Warren? Well, uh, shall we talk about our society game? Yes, why not, why not? stuff so me and rob as we said in the last podcast we are part of uh our society the leaston district golf society and we recently had our we we play the last sunday of every month and we recently played at play golf colchester um mm. how did you find that rob yeah it is is one of my local courses so uh, i i had a bit of a home advantage compared to you guys yeah. um saying that i don't play a lot maybe just um four or five times a year i don't know I mean, I got on okay. I came second out of, how many was that, 18 of us this time? Yeah, 19 of us, yeah. 19, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty good. And you were quite high as well. Yeah, I, I actually finished third as well. So, <laughs> we both did quite well. <laughs> yeah, you can't really complain. You you no. probably had the, the optimum position, actually, because you don't get cut point um, on your handicap by being third. No, I, don't, I was quite, I missed shots as well, because I finished a point behind you, and I felt I could have done a bit better. But mm. um, yeah, it was a good day though. We had some, it was a bit up and down with the weather though, wasn't it? A bit didn't know what I wanted to do really. Yeah, it was a bit like that. Uh, I like uh, it golf days like that though, because you, you you do get a bit more varied, um, bit more varied play. Yeah, you do, you do, and that's the same for everybody as well. So exactly, I played so much better on the um, back nine than on the front. I don't know if you were the same. I was vice versa actually. I played way better on the front than I did the back. Oh really? That's interesting. Because yeah. I always think the back nine's easier there, but obviously you you didn't find that to be the case. I see. I always score really well when we play on the front nine there, but on the back nine, I just got too many ones and I missed putts and that, so it's just a bit annoying. But hey ho, hey ho. Never mind. What did you think of the course? Um, it was okay. It's in fairly good condition, um, but it's not amazing by any stretch of the imagination um yeah it's, it's a decent course but it's not it's not a special course would you no. agree I, I would yeah I, I i like the difficulty of it and i like there's some really good holes there mm. um and i really like um really what hole was it i really liked i think it's the seventh or the sixth the one that's like down like dog leg dog right, leg right downhill yeah, that is a good. Oh, hole. I love that. That's that's probably my favourite hole because if you hit it right on the hill, that would just roll and roll and roll. It yeah. Makes it look like you've hit a humongous drive, but it's, on the other side, I know, I, it's um, just nice. I took a like a just like a seven iron off that hole and left my ball on the top of the hill, um, yeah. so I had a perfect view down. And again, yeah. I hit another seven iron onto the green. Um, well, just off the green, I think it was about two yards off. So, uh, so you don't need to hit it hard on that hole as well. Cause no. You don't. Yeah, you just need to to not go <laughs> into that corner anyway. So, like, on like other than the course, like the facilities and stuff. Like, how did you find that? Because I thought the food was really good afterwards. 
Um, I think like the bar and that there is like really nice, and like, mm. the whole place is a nice is good in general. I think. Yeah, if anyone's listening is interested, play golf. Colchester had a bit of a revamp sort of three years ago, so the clubhouse and all that is all brand new facilities, and it is really nice. And that warrant, you know, it's it's a yeah. very modern sort of bar. Um, yeah, and, yeah um, the food's good as well. They've got a, a full pizza oven there, haven't they? Like, it's yeah. all bricked in. It's really nice. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons I actually really like going there because of how modern it is and and mm. how nice it all. You know, it, it's. I think don't get me wrong. Some golf clubs like I think it suits being nice and old, but there I was just like, how modern it is is really spot on, really nice. Mm. Yeah, it's quite a contrast to some of the more traditional ones that we play. Actually, you look yeah, at like Fort Ness or somewhere, how different it is. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I've got to say, like um, we went on the on the club championship day as well, didn't we? Mm. So there was quite a lot of golfers in front of us, and I must say, everybody's seat. Like when we got there, like the people in the everybody seemed so nice. Mm. The other members seemed really nice, and like everyone was really helpful. And that I found there, which I was really I quite like. I like that when you go to a golf club, and people like members and the people that work there are like that. That's a definitely a, a massive plus for me. Good, good. So at 10, what would you give Play Golf Colchester? Probably give it a, a solid seven. That's exactly what I'd say, solid <laughs> seven. Um, I, just, I think the only thing that lets it down was the, some of the tee boxes were like pretty rough. Hmm. Um, and there wasn't a lot of sand in some of the bunkers either. No, I'd rather the tee boxes were rough than the than the greens were rough, though. You know, the yeah, greens are looked after quite nicely. Yeah. Um, but as I say, it's a solid seven. It's it's not a special course, but it is decent. You know, it's yeah. worth a day out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I suppose you better get on to the main part of the podcast this this week. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. Uh, for this, we've got a special guest actually. So, shall I bring him in? Yeah, it's our good friend. It's our good friend Tim, who I'd like to point out, who also is um, in our golf society in the Laysan District, and he's also one of the Thursday night shankers. Mm. So, welcome Tim to the to the podcast. Yes. How are you, my friend? Hi, Tim, you're right, mate. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. A pleasure to join you tonight. Ah, pleasure is all ours. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself, Tim. Where, where do you normally play golf? What's your handicap, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, only ever play in the society, apart from on a Thursday night, myself and uh, Warren here, head down Alborough for a little knock. Thursday um, night shankers. Thursday night shankers. <laughs> Founding <laughs> members. Yes, mate. I suppose you're not trying to make that into a hashtag, by now. That is a hashtag. It is I'm too old for hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, handicap uh, currently 14 but that's social so I think actually an official handicap would be closer to 20 if I'm honest so of the three you are the better golfer <laughs> on paper <laughs> in theory but uh, yeah I don't agree with that I think we're all fairly yeah, even let, actually let's, let's be honest we do hear about how hard done boy you are with your handicap every month anyway <laughs> yeah someone someone did touch on something along those lines last week I believe <laughs> I don't know what you're on about. I don't know who the biggest moaner is, but you know. <laughs> Tim's known right. for sort of three things in our society. One's been probably the biggest hitter. One's yeah. been the biggest 
slicer of the ball probably <laughs> and then being the biggest sulker as well when he, he doesn't hit the fairway and I can't argue with any of those <laughs> <laughs> there's been many a golf club thrown about <laughs> so topic but, of the week gents is tips take 10 shots off your round right, let's come up with, I've got seven seven I've just, got five yeah just I've got six sorry. oh there you go who wants be to kick off to see, be interested I'll to start. see how many of ours are the same. I don't mind. I'll start. Go a on rubber. A rubber. rubber will take 10 shots. Yeah, a rubber will take 10 shots off. You just get it on the India pencil. You just take off 10. Oh, that, that, is a, that is actually my eighth <laughs> one, which is cheap. <laughs> yeah, let's get nah. the silly ones out of the way. <laughs> I'll just want to get it over and done with. That's all. Oh, um, though, yeah, there's just, probably a few people who do follow that advice, you know. I'm not yeah, going to name probably. any names of people I know, but... <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to get done for slander. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I'm, I, def, I think my first point, I think, is going to go um, with playing smart. Yeah. So, you see, like, when you're watching TV, the golf on the telly and that, mm. um, they go for, like, the Hollywood shot, if you know what I mean, where mm. it's... They, they know they're going to hit, they can hit that sort of thing. And there's so when you're playing in a round, um, you, you'll see someone like take on water that they know full well that they there's like a seventy percent chance of them not of, of not making the water, but there's that but they'll think they'll still go for it. Yeah. So rather than you know a bit of course mean, management. Have, yeah, basically. So you know why not just put it out to the left <clears> or to the right, or you know be a bit more sensible. Like it's better than it's better to do that than like put a, a ball in the water or a ball in a bunker. Where you've got to have another shot. Mm. You know what I mean? And the, you know, just it's, it's it, it would surprise you with how many shots in a round that, that you know if you played like that, you know that you'd save. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, got a, I've got a similar point on mine, which is um, I've worded it a bit differently to aim away from hazards. I know that yeah. sounds obvious, but for instance, if you've got a fairway and there's out of bounds on the left or rough on the right, where are you going to hit your ball? Are you going to hit it down the middle? Knowing if you hit it left, you've lost it. You know, I, I aim slightly to the right towards the rough yeah, so yeah. that I, I guarantee I won't go out of bounds. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. <laughs> Or do, should I should I back one of these up then? As you two have sort of both kind of been there. Yes, mate. You go on. Um, my seventh on my list, which is in no particular order, uh, is the is right there? equipment. Oh, yeah. I, I think you guys kind of touched on that again last on your last podcast. You know, i.e., the right ball to suit you if you prefer a harder ball or a softer shelled ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can spin it, then obviously the softer one's going to help you out a bit more and, and those sorts of things. Uh, then moving on to clubs. If you're happy with a, a cavity back as opposed to a blade or vice versa, then making sure you've got the right setup. And the other thing is like golf and aids, i.e. Uh, GPSs, range finders and those sorts of things. Yeah. I used to think they were cheating personally when I first started and then realised just how handy they are. <laughs> I've <laughs> got think- so over-reliant on my... On my um- gps watch though i look at it that is that's the all only the thing. time you know and if i forget to take it on a round i'm a bit lost i don't know what i'm yeah. doing yeah, yeah i mean i use um i use my phone i have um the whole 19 app hmm. 
So you kind of get like a rough yardage and on that. Um, but I don't it's use good, it all the time. Yeah, the so. good thing about hole 19 is you can actually do a scorecard on there as well. You can, yeah, you can, and if you want, you can do your whole groups on there, which is quite yeah. handy, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that is good. Another good tip extension that would be um, before you look at your watch, guess what the yardage is yourself, and then you can check yeah. it. Do you see what I mean? So you're, yeah, um, yeah. So you know if you're right or wrong. And you're, so you're, if, you're, you're training yourself as well exactly, to, to try exactly. and get, get your head how far that. away you are. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, to be honest, though, I mean, that's going to save you shots when you think about it. Because if you wouldn't have that, you could either over like overhit the green or underhit it. So therefore, you've still got a chip on, you know, rather than getting it first time. So then you're like, you're saving yourself shots there as well, aren't you? So, which again comes back to that course management, what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. But yeah. I think, to be honest with this, be honest, this is all going to revolve around course management. It's just like how you're going to. Yeah, all of my points do. It, aren't you? Um, I've got a few that don't actually. So this will be quite interesting. <laughs> oh. Just to, just to be a bit controversial, as I always am. <laughs> My, my, uh, next actually, my next one was lessons. Oh. Don't be afraid to have oh. to have some lessons. I know you can invest a lot of money into it and and not always get everything out of it, but they definitely helped me out. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say of that is, obviously, if you have lessons, the guy giving you lessons, generally speaking, wants you to go back. So as they did for me, they changed my grip and the very last 10 minutes of a lesson. So forcing me in Christ. theory to go back for another couple of hours afterwards yeah um yeah they when definitely I, helped me out definitely when i started playing like um after i've been playing a year or so i'd picked up lots of bad habits so i my wife bought me as a present um i think it was 10 half hour lessons yeah um and because we had so much time he he completely broke broke me down and we started from scratch you know and that really, really did help. Definitely, I kind of feel like if you just went for like a, a, the odd half hour lesson once a year, I'm not sure how much good that would do you. I don't know. I guess it's like when you learn to drive a car. After yeah. once you pass your test, you pick up bad habits. So then, do you know what I mean? So when you've been playing golf for a little while, you've picked up bad habits, and then you need to go back and have that fine tuned again. I think at the moment I'm in this. Um, I've picked up a few bad habits. I think, and I think I do need to go have a lesson or two to try and like sort myself out because I'm struggling a little bit with like my driver and like some other like little bits with my irons and stuff. So I mean, I've had lesson, I had lessons about four years ago, I had about five or six to which there was the same, like the guy, he, he basically started <coughs> from scratch because mm. I'd had a few lessons when I was a kid and he sort of, he said, right, we'll scrap all of that. We'll start again. Like we'll go through your grip. We'll go through everything. Um, yeah, and that 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 helped me out tenfold, and that you know, and that that still I still go back to a lot of the things that he said today. I, I think you've you know, only got then, to look. The, the, sorry, the the professionals have lessons. It's not like it's it's only oh, yeah, the average golfer that has to have lessons. The professionals are having lessons constantly. But, you know, it's 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 nothing to be sniffed at having a lesson. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Shall I move on go to on another there, very good point? <laughs> Oh, go on now, carry on, Tim. Carry, hey, on. carry on, yeah. You'll like, you'll like this one. There's a lot of irony in this. Just keep calm and relax. <laughs> 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 it's again not taking your own advice, but I think that's probably one of the one of the bigger ones. If you're relaxed yeah, and, you know, and enjoy mm. it, 
if you're not stressed out and angry <laughs> because you've just sliced one 400 yards into the rough <laughs> you're I have, you know I'll be honest I have humongously mellowed out playing golf to when I was younger and I've started when I first started I used to get really angry and humped here but now I'm just well you guys know what I'm like come on playing I'm pretty chilled I like to think until someone talks on your downswing don't start Tim <laughs> oh no who did that <laughs> oh, we, we couldn't we possibly right. name names tell me now and I'll beep it out we we were playing on a society game at Rushmere and it, <laughs> it was, was windy like, I, it was windy I don't generally take a back like a practice swing so I got put my ball in, put on the tee, sort of stood back and look, went to go tee up. And then Tim started talking and I was just like... I, I believe like, a brolly blew past. I said, I bet you can't hit that. Yeah. <laughs> and you almost did because you duffed it off the tee. <laughs> I was a um, little bit angry. I was very, it was soon, very apologetic. <laughs> you were indeed, in, yeah. But... Uh. <laughs> Getting back to the matter in hand, the fact of anger and being calm on the golf course. That isn't getting angry is not going to better any of your golf shots at all. Nope. Um, no, I've, le- I've learned that got... the hard way with, with, with driving. The, yeah. the angrier you get and the harder you try and hit it, nine times out of ten, the worse it is. And I think to like all, most of the golfers that are going to be listening to this podcast, they're going to relate to that point 110%. The thing is, it is a frustrating sport because you can hit the same shot a hundred times and you can have 50, 60 different results. Mm, Because we're not at that level being average, we're not at that level where you can do it consistently. I never get that angry playing golf, but I do get a little bit stressed, which is slightly different. Does that depend Um, who you're playing with, though? Well, I get stressed, like, (laughs) if if I'm on my own, say, and there's a... um, someone playing behind me who's getting up my ass or something like that and i feel like i need to rush you know I, I hate things like that i hate being forced to play at a different speed to what i want to that stresses me out yeah i, I can relate that. to that yeah definitely we had that the other night actually when we were chasing the sun when we were playing didn't we tim we sort of rushed yeah around yeah and that didn't mm. that didn't help us at all we rushed from the first <laughs> which we didn't yeah. need to do and all there was three of us and all three of us hit duffers and it made your night longer anyway. So if we'd have actually calmed yeah. down and just played properly, that'd have been a quicker night than than what it should have been. Yeah. One of the most stressful times in golf, I think, is when someone says, "Do you want to play through?" And then they're standing there watching you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And then you hold them up. <laughs> yeah, you smash one into the trees or something, and you're looking for ages. Yeah. But getting back to the to Tim's point though, like the anger is. You know, like you definitely need to stay calm. Like you gotta remember you've paid for the privilege to be playing golf. Mm. So like just chill out, relax, you know. Sometimes it's just nice to be outside on a Sunday morning. Yeah, exactly. There's a saying a bad round of golf is better than a good day at work. Exactly, Tim. Definitely. So what other points you got on your list then, Tim? Uh the next one is forget about the last shot. Just mm. if you've hit a bad That's one, an interesting point. Say what? Put it right with the next one. What about if you've hit a good shot on your last one? Remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should put forget about the last bad shot. Yeah. Forget Which... the bad ones. Remember the good ones. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna exactly. lie, Tim. I think you. I think you could do your own podcast on like this. On like the positive mental attitude of golfers, I think at the moment. I think I probably should be a sports psychologist. Really. Forget the last shot. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you listen to this when you play, though, Tim? 
Why? Because You're I'm too angry. angry. You take no notice of your own points. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll bring my little notebook with me and I'm going to strap it onto my trolley. And I've bought a trolley, by the way. I don't carry any more, just to let you know. Oh, I'm, I'm going to yeah, strap it on and just go through my, my little points here and see if it oh. helps. Can I just share a story from Sunday? I was playing with Tim. We're on a little par three hole and um, <laughs> Tim duffed his, his tee shot. And, Thanks for that, um, Rob. As soon as he did it, he threw his club in the air screaming. And the the rest of us standing there were ducking to get out of the way of his club. And then Tim turns around and goes, do you see where my ball went? And we were like, no, we're trying to avoid being killed by a club. And we couldn't find it for about 10 minutes. As I said, keep calm and relax. <laughs> That's a standard round with Tim, that is. Did you see where my ball went? Yeah. Uh, the problem is, mate, I, I usually hit it that far, you see, I don't see where they go, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. Anyway, moving on, I've got another one for you. What's oh, that, full of them. How about, a little, how about a little bit of practice? What? Huh? Simply just going out and hitting 100 golf balls down a driving range. At least in a driving range, you, you play the same shot, you can try and correct yourself if you're sliced or hooking it or... Whatever you're not doing quite right, you can try and correct it whilst you're there. That's a good point. But I think there's also a con in that because you can also get into a really bad habit. Into bad uh, yeah, habits I guess, and yeah. carry on doing yeah. the, the same thing over and over. Mm. Um, uh, well, at least I got three that, on the bounce, which were half decent. No, no, no. <laughs> no, practice yeah, is still... always good. But, you know, you've like Warren said, you do have to be careful with, with how you practice, I think. This is the first, like winter where i've continually carried on going to the driving range and it's helped, that has helped me out a lot with um the well, obviously thursday night shankers when we can't play on a round we go to the driving range on a thursday night and that that's helped me out loads to be honest mm-hmm. with you like it's just a case of keeping your eye on and just keeping your swing but so i just you can just think you can you can try different things you can try a slightly different yeah. grip you can try different starts you can I don't know, um, close the face of the club up a bit more or open it up and just try different things out. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Really good point. Yeah, that, that's probably it. When you practice, you should try things you can't do on the course. Exactly. When you're on a course, you can't just drop a ball out very often and, and hit yeah. one. It's almost pointless practicing if you're just going to stand there and just hit ball after ball exactly the same. Because mm. what you're learning, especially if you're hitting them badly time after time. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right Next one of mine point. which is a um a bit of an extension of practice but a bit more specific um i've put practice um greenside chipping um to right. within sort of six feet of the flag because i think that is a very important thing to be able to do um and if you can putt um, sorry, if you can chip on that close to the flag, um, you're more than likely going to one putt every time. So that's going to yeah. save you potentially a shot on every hole. Yeah, definitely. Yep. yep. That's a See now, fair comment. I've I've got an extension of your of your comment. There you go. For the people who who struggle with chipping on an extension of an extension. If if you can't chip onto the green, just putt it on. You yeah. Know, there's there's no shame in putting onto a green. You know, don't don't get me wrong, like. I've played with out of the society. I've played with people that like who are bloody good golfers, 
and they've stood there on the fringe and they're chipping on. There's me and my partner, and I'm parting on, and they're giving me, oh, what the hell are you doing parting on? You should be chipping on, blah, blah, blah. But I'll get it within four or five feet. Mm. You know, and that's like, that's, you know, you've got to do what you feel comfortable with. Don't don't get me wrong. Like, there are times you are going to need to chip. But um, if you're comfortable with putting and you know that you're going to get it with, like Rob says, in that six foot, like, look, you lit. are definitely, yeah, you are going to one putt after that, aren't you? Let's be honest. There's not many people miss a six. Well, I say many, many people miss a six footer. But, yeah, you know, that that's a good practice for you. Having you saying that, I was chatting to a guy over who's a scratch player and he basically said to me, why take height if you don't need to? If there's nothing no. if there's nothing impeding a ball along the ground, even with, with like knock and runs, why yeah. why take height if you don't need to? Especially again being an average golfer, if you can't put the spin on it and kill a ball dead and such, what's the point in, in taking an aerial route? Which takes me on to my next point <laughs> which was Talk to a more experienced slash better player. Oh. Good advice. That's yeah. why we're talking to you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the bloke who can't take his own advice. That's <laughs> that's um, yeah, that's that's a pretty good, pretty good point because we we played the other week with um, with a chap down over, didn't we, Tim? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, that's the that is the scratch golfer I was mentioning earlier. Yeah, yeah. Are you like. He, he had a wander around with us and he just little things he was just saying to you like you know and that's just like little things like him like you say just taking advice from better players than yourself mm-hmm. There's, there ain't no shame in that either they're not they're not trying to hinder you hinder your game or they're not going to try and alter your your game it's just they just want to help you like everybody wants to help everybody even mm-hmm. if you've got like a 28 handicapper still trying to give words of encouragement to a lot of two handicapper which is you do we, don't get me wrong you see quite a lot of memes about online about that the thing is somebody standing someone standing next to you can see your swing plane and such where you can't so if they see something perhaps that they think isn't quite right and they can record it even and then you can look at it even if you're a scratch player you can say oh yeah that isn't quite right actually i need to change that a little bit uh, well, how are you, Rob? Got another one? Um, I've got use your best club as often as you can. Um, yeah. For example, we were talking, I think we were talking before Tim come on about um, playing whole, um, one of the holes that we played at the weekend where I only had, I don't know, 300 yards to the green. So I went 7 iron, 7 iron, because I know I can hit a 7 iron quite well. Um, and when it's that short and I, I can hit my best club twice, why would I hit a driver which could go miles out of the way? You know, yeah. just just stick to it. Stick to your best clubs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, this kind of comes back to your course management again, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. If you what's the point of hitting a driver? You might hit it three hundred yards, but if you're going to hit it three hundred yards and then fifty yards left, yeah, and you're going to put yourself in trouble or out of bounds, yeah, it isn't worth doing. Do you know what a guy said to me? Um, he said to me, like, we're talking about. I mean, we were sitting in a pub, we were talking about golf, and he said to me, like, um, one of the holes, one of the courses we play at Ufford, <clears throat> got that really, really, really long hole, par five, like 540 <laughs> yards. And he said to me, he goes, so like, what do you hit when you go hit that then? And I said, well, I'll go driver, free wood, and then depends what I've got left. He said, he go, why don't you just hit five iron off a tee? 
he said, when you think about it, like if you hit a five iron 150 yards, 450 yards up there, you're, you're going to be almost close sort of thing mm. or better. He said, why, why like hit a, a drive? Like if you're not very good with a driver, what's the point in hitting it miles left or miles right? Then having a free wood, possibly duffing that. He, that's his way said, like, like Rob said, like, use your strongest club. There's no well, point in struggling. When I say use your strongest club, though, I, I also believe that people shouldn't just put clubs away for good if they're not hitting them very well. Because um, no. you see a lot of people say, oh, I can't hit a driver, so they just hit an iron. But you're not going to get better with a driver if you never, ever hit it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Because... Um, there's going to be holes where you can't just hit a nine on as well, to be honest with you. Like, you are going to need that extra distance. Yeah, and if you want to move forward and keep improving your game, then you, you, you do have to practice, obviously. So, yeah. you, you know... You, so my you point just, is you valid after all. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some really good points coming out here. There's, it's interesting that you guys have come up with slightly different things to what I've come up with. Mine are all course in, management ones. I have just, got a few. I've got a few Pacific ones. Pacific, not pa- Pacific. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not Sea Pacific. <laughs> oh, I knew I was going to get heckled on that. So, like, I've got um, one of mine is um, I've just said about like if you're struggling with chipping on, just part onto the green. Um, mine is kind of what Rob said, the opposite. Like, if you're on a like if you're having a good round. And you're not hitting, if you're not hitting that very well, like your driver, just mine is a case of leaving it in the bag because I don't, why waste sh- shots? Like, why give away shots if you're not hitting it very well? Why not stick to something that you know? That's, that's my philosophy. But my other, one of my other points was, um, about putting actually was like you get if you're on a green you get some people that just won't go for a putt like they'll say I'll just get it in a dustbin lid like, why not go for it because if you don't go for it you're never going to get it in the hole uh, yeah if so, you're going to try and put it close why not try yeah. and actually putt it because <laughs> you never know like that might be like a 20 foot you might just sink it rather than just trying to trying to get it in a dustbin lid because you might leave yourself something nasty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if, you know, still a free footer is still a hard, can be a difficult putt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really it for my, because we've gone through a couple of my other putts, I literally so have really... one more. This is the biggest cliche going. It's literally just enjoy it. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. I think that's, you know, if you go in the right frame of mind, you're happy, you're chilled out, you're enjoying yourself, you, you know, you're going you're to do better. Mm. There might be some yeah. players out there who play better when they're really angry. I'm sure they yeah. are. Actually. But I'm I sure. Guess so. I guess so. I don't want to encourage that behaviour. <laughs> oh no, I can. I could not condone that in the slightest. I'll, I'll be interested to hear from our listeners and our followers on Instagram, like um, what you know, like what their ideas of how to lose ten shots off your game, like in a round of golf would be because I'm sure there are like you say I'm sure there are ones that find like getting angry actually gets them all fired up give us a message and stuff and let us know what you think so far yeah, please do okay I got, I've got. i only got two and they're 
they're all under this course management thing, so I'll go through really quick. Um, first one's middle of the green. Um, if you're hitting an iron shot, don't bother worrying about where the flag is. Just just get it in the middle of the green, you know, especially if the flag's to the left of the green, like just off it or behind a bunker or something like that. Just ignore all that. Get it on the green and putt from there. I've never really thought about that, actually. Yeah, that's quite a good idea. Well, the amount of times you stand there and think, I'm going to go at that flag, and like you mm. say, there's if you're... I don't know, six paces on and eight from the left or whatever, and you're not ever going to get anywhere near it, then, yeah, it makes perfect sense. To just get on the green. Give yourself a and chance. Last one is don't be a greedy bastard. Um, <laughs> so w- we've all done this. Say you're, um, you've, you've skewed your ball off, you're into some trees, and then you, you sit there thinking, I wonder if I could just hit a shot just, just through those two trunks there, just, just whiz it through, just up onto the green there. Whereas you really should just be chipping it back onto the fairway. Yeah, take your medicine. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Take yeah. a drop if you need to. Don't try and don't try and bury yourself under a bush to try and knock a shot out. Just 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 take a drop, swallow it, move on. Do you know what? I think one of the best pieces of advice was from one of the older guys in our society. I got stuck behind a tree and I was like looking, thinking about where I could play it outwards, and he just went. He just looked at me. He said, "Warren, go. What are you doing?" He said, "Why don't you just get your putter and put it back on the bloody fairway?" And I was just thinking, uh, you know, it never really dawned on me doing something like that. And I was just like, and I do it more often now than ever because I don't want because I could be in the trees if I keep going for it. I could be in the trees for like another three shots rather than if I let's think one out, one onto the green. It's so much more easier. Yeah. That's- like you say you don't always have to try and take direct route from a, a bad situation. If it's if you're not actually going to gain anything from it, you could end up twenty yards back if you hit the tree in front of you. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Even the pros do that. It reminds me of a joke, golf joke. Do you want to hear it? Oh, this should be Go good. On, then. So there's an old man playing golf with his grandson, and um, the grandson finds himself sort of a few, you know, twenty yards behind a massive tree that's in the middle of the fairway. And he's decided what to do. And the granddad's like, oh, come on, boy. When I was your age, I'd have hit that ball straight over that tree, right onto the green. He's egging him on. And the lad's like, oh, okay, I'll go for it then. And he winds up, cracks it, hits the middle of the tree, and it bounces back to his feet. And the granddad goes, of course, when I was your age, that tree was only five foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> they say the old ones are the best ones. Yeah. Good. Well, it's been a good chat. I feel like I've learned something. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm definitely going to channel Tim's calmness and enjoying my golf when I'm playing with him, and I'm going to remind him of all of these points <laughs> he's pointed out to as well. Yeah, I think the one thing I've learned from all this is listen to my own advice. Definitely, mate. Definitely. I want to. I want to. Next time you're having a bad round, just play this back to you. Oh yeah, because that's really going to help me. You know? Just loop it. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's been, um, I've enjoyed that chat. It's been have, like that. So. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. It's been, it's been great. Yeah, I think the overriding thing is just to play smart. Don't course management, I think. Yeah, don't be a dick and do course management. <laughs> don't throw clubs. And enjoy yourself. You know, I think yes. we're all there to go out and get away from, from life, basically, when you go and play golf. It's just four, four hours of going out and forgetting about everything. Mm. and if you're not going to enjoy it what's the point in going out there you're going to spend yeah. I don't know 30, 40, 50 quid on a round and not enjoy yourself you might as well go out and have fun and you know try and better yourself 
You've said it all, Tim. Yes, Tim. <laughs> Thank well, you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for yeah, coming on. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me on, boys. It's been, it's been a pleasure. You're welcome to come back any time you want. Uh, you don't mean that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I'm going to say thank you very much, Tim, for coming on our podcast. If people want to get in touch, they could do so via our Instagram page. And we also have yes. an email now. And the email is averagegolfsociety at gmail.com. And our Instagram is the average golf with no spaces in. Our next round of golf, our society game, is at Barn and Broom on the Valley course. Mm. Um, I don't think any of us have played that. Uh, Rob, have you played there before? No, never. Uh, Tim, you played there? Uh, I don't believe so, no. So this is all going to be a new course to all of us. Um, we're going to be playing that at the end of the month. Um, but hopefully, I think we'll probably do a podcast before then, won't we, Rob? Yeah, hopefully. But if anyone yeah. listening has played at Barn and Broom and has got some some suggestions, some tips or anything, please, please let us know. Because Tim yes, needs all definitely. the help he can get. Yeah, well, you know, when you when you play off a 14 handicap, you need as much help as you can get, not like you 20 odders or whatever you are. 20 odders. Oh, I'm bitter about my 14 handicap wish. or anything. We wish we were on 20 odd, mate. Believe you me. Anyway, so, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Yes, I've thoroughly enjoyed our chat, Tim. So, yep, that's a goodbye for me, Rob. It's a goodbye for me, Warren. Do you want me to goodbye now as well? Or <laughs> yeah. goodbye three times? So I don't know if you want another one or not, really. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers again, guys. Tim, mate. Thank Cheers, guys. No, no, Cheers, thanks. mate. Thanks. No, Bye. no.